What's going on, everybody? Brand new week, brand new episode of All Dead Jazz. My name is Giovanni, and I'm actually pretty excited to discuss this week's topic. Um, but before I jump into that, I just wanted to say that uh, this season, the SBL, or also known as the Soul Baseball League, is kicking off uh, this upcoming Saturday. I signed up, this would be my fifth season, and I believe the SBL has been running for the past maybe 13 or 14 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked. It's been a year since I last played. I played last fall. I uh, took a hiatus in spring. Uh, just, you know, spend more time with the family and with uh, my wife dealing with her medical issues. It was better that I did stay at home rather than leave her at home with two kids. <laughs> Which I'm going to be doing now anyway, but at least she's in, in better condition. And I got the approval. If I didn't, let's just put it this way, I would not be playing at all. Let's jump into the episode now. So to kind of just uh, recap my history with the SBL, I started back in fall 2020. It's actually where I met two very good friends of mine um, for the first time. We were rookies that season. And after getting to know one another, we decided to launch our very first uh, podcast called Four for Mon Juan, which basically just meant four for $10 in Korea at every convenience store. Well, it used to be before inflation. Most convenience stores, you can buy four cans of beers for $10. So we thought four for Mon Juan would be, you know, an appropriate funny name, especially for those expats who are already living in Korea that would just completely understand it and get the name overall. Um, but with this new season, I'm on a, a brand new team. I've never played um, for this team before. So I'm pretty excited. I have yet to win a championship. <laughs> Every time that I played for in the past, we either went uh, winless, right? Zero eight records or... We came close, but just couldn't uh, deliver in the playoffs. So I'm kind of hopeful this season might be the one. Uh, but yeah, so this this week we're going to be talking about friendship and especially having a social life as a dad. Now, growing up, I've had tons. I've had tons and tons of friends um, all the way from elementary through college. And even to this day, I'm actually happy to say that I'm still in contact with most friends at least around like middle school since I was maybe about 12, 13 years old. So a good 20 years plus, um, I still keep uh, in contact with these friends of mine. And I think it's important as a dad, especially to kind of stay close and connected with everybody. I mean, as as we're getting further now in, into the future, we kind of, or at least I'm picking up the sense that people really are becoming more and more disconnected from one another, including some marriages as well. Like I notice, you know, it's not that my wife and I have a lot of downtime. We don't. But when we do, we like to, well, I'm guilty of this as well. I much prefer either watching YouTube videos or maybe the Cubs highlights or playing a couple PC games while the kids are asleep. And that kind of takes away the time for my wife. And at the same time, I kind of the same way. The, the, the role is kind of reversed. If I kind of want to spend time with her hangout, maybe she just wants to have a little phone time or just kind of relax in her group chats. And I just got to respect that. But I've noticed, you know, sometimes with phones nowadays, it's just easier to get really distracted and lost. And you kind of just want to remember what it's like to kind of just build like human connections with one another. Um, but I'm actually happy to say, you know, SBL is one of those things. I mean, it is, it's a beer league. 
It's very laid back. I mean, not many people are really serious about playing. I mean, there are quite a few players. They do take it seriously. For me, it was always about just connecting the camaraderie, not even like a brotherhood, but, you know, I've had some really good close friendships with some of the guys that I met. I was very fortunate uh, to get to know over the last couple of years. So it's actually going to be really exciting to see them once more um, because they actually go all out. They have like banquets at the end of every season. They have like a a draft at the beginning of every season. So everybody kind of just comes together, drinks, and just talk, banter, all that good stuff. So I'm excited to be part of that again. There is another group I am a part of here in Korea. It's on Facebook. It's called uh, EDIC, and that stands for Expat Dad in Korea. And I've been a part of that for probably maybe the last couple of years. Um, and I actually found that group extremely helpful because not only are these dads just scattered all around Korea, like they get it. They understand the culture. We kind of all share the same concerns of, you know, having like, uh, interracial kids and our concern about them adjusting in schools, especially if their Korean proficiency isn't up to par, or even if it's not like like Korean or dad advice, um, it's just helpful. Just something that we can, again, we're making connections, we can relate. Now, some dads will even make an extension of uh, inviting people out or getting like small groups uh, together, whether it be having a couple beers or going out for food, dinners, things like that. I know for families, uh, a couple times a year, they have an Easter egg hunt in spring where most families will live, who, who live, excuse me, in the Seoul area, the metropolitan area. They'll actually um, gather at uh, a big family park over there. Now, sometimes we kind of think about going, but because we live kind of out of the way, just the thought of having to drive over there and not be able to have any beer, because, you know, you got to have beer when you have the dance, right? I don't want to be sober the entire time. And one year we attended a Halloween uh, trick-or-treating event with a couple of friends of ours who just uh, live not too far from here in Gimpo on the other side of the river. And we went, I uh, probably want to say back in uh, 2020. So Sophie was only two years old. Uh, but we had a blast. It was so much fun. Like all the dads, they really just went all out, decorated the place, set up their little candy stations. I think I wore my baseball gear at the time just to kind of save a buck. So I was a baseball player. And it was just really nice just meeting other people, hanging out and talking. So that's a group, E-D-I-K, that I, I love to be a part of. So if you are a dad here in Korea and you are looking for um, you know, other dads to connect with, I suggest reaching out to the admins on their Facebook page and connect. Or if you want to play baseball, I can get in touch with you uh, with that as well. It's uh, Seoul Baseball League. That's the the Facebook page. Look them up. Send them a message. Uh, The admin, Tony, he's a great guy, good buddy of mine, and uh, he'll be more than happy to sign you up for next season. Now, going back to international families, and I talk about how my wife likes to kind of relax and vent on these Kakao group chats. If you don't know what Kakao is, it is the number one messaging app in Korea. Um, The pro side of that, because she's in these group chats, she actually makes connections with other families, right? Maybe Korean wives who have um, foreign husbands or vice versa, right? And what we've actually done, we've actually had the opportunity to kind of set up meetups with these other families um, who live close by us. And every time we did meet up, it was always a good time. There was always about maybe four or five other families, and all their children were the same age as our youngest son, Gianno. So they were all born in 2022. Um, so it, it's great. It's nice meeting other dads um, from other different countries. Obviously, the wives are really nice, too. They're very down-to-earth. Uh, but I don't really get a chance to really speak uh, too much to them because usually the dads and I were just kind of 
sipping away on beer and just having a good time. I think the first time we met up, we met at an Italian restaurant, which is wonderful because I ordered a nice bottle of wine only to find out that everybody drove, myself included, but I still decided to drink anyway because it was a nice bottle of wine. I'm not going to pass up on a bottle of Cabernet. And then I believe the second time we met, it was at a... Uh, a brewery. There's a nice brewery in town here in Goyang. It's called The Playground. Check them out on Instagram. It's They have a really good selection of beer. Um, I'm more of a sour ale kind of guy myself. I do like that. And hazy IPAs. So that's right up my alley. So we went there. And then we actually went over to um, Ilsan Lake Park, close to us. And we had a couple of picnics there. Really great people. Moving on to friendships. Gosh, I think the longest friendship I have is with somebody I've actually met in kindergarten. And all these years later, right, we, we still talk. Like we've been friends for about 30 years. He, he still lives in the same house, right? He still lives in the same city. And I'm just really thankful. You know, uh, when I went home last fall, you know, I ran into him and we went out a couple of times. And I just remember thinking to myself like, wow, like this is the longest friendship I've ever had with anybody. And I'm just like, really, I was super thankful. The fact that we were still able to, you know, keep in touch after three decades. So if you're listening, you know who you are, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for being my friend. Now, college, I want to say I had the best experience because I joined a Latino fraternity, Lambda Data Phi, Land Fraternity Incorporated. Shout out to ASU chapter. That was the best time of my life. I mean, these guys, not only do we have like, we share a common goal. We, we were all the first in our families to go to college. You know, they were all Latinos. Um, I mean, when people think of fraternity, obviously they think of, you know, the, the like the social stigma, right? The stereotypes like, uh, like Animal House, the partying, togas, all that stuff. I mean, don't get us wrong. We did like to have a good time, but it was more like academic base, community service base. And it was just a small group of us when we first started out. There were maybe only like six or seven of us in, in the chapter, but we were like really extremely close. And even to this day, at least what uh, I graduated 2011, so just over a decade, like I still keep in touch with these guys. They do say that, you know, a brotherhood is for life. It really is quite an impact on me. Like going forward, like I know once I do return home and I do want to become like a, a firefighter, I'm not sure if I addressed this before. I, I do want to pursue a firefighting career. I think it's because of the brotherhood. Honestly, like I'd rather be in a career where I can rely and depend on people, not just as coworkers, but as somebody who can actually be like a lifesaver for me. Like, I just love the camaraderie. I love knowing that I can be part of a family, even if we're not blood, right? If we're not blood related, there's just like a certain um, concept to that that just really just piques my interest. A couple of my fraternity brothers actually, you know, they attended my wedding. They were there. Um, one fraternity brother of mine, he actually visited me in South Korea the first year that I moved. He, uh, he was serving in uh, overseas. He, he did a couple of tours in Afghanistan. And this guy is, he is like a brother to me. He is amazing. I know he'll always have my back. And uh, I'm just very thankful for him and uh, for his, his beautiful wife and his daughter. They're incredible people. I know once I went over to Phoenix for a wedding because one of our other fraternity brothers was getting married. He and his family actually hosted me. And it was just a really wonderful time because, I again, I knew the both of them um, back in school. So it was really good connecting with them. And I just want to say to the friends that have been in my life this long, I'm thankful, honestly, you guys, because I know sometimes it can be really hard, you know, living abroad, going on social media, seeing things back home and people are getting married or having children, buying homes for the first time, or maybe they found themselves 
being sober for a number of years. Like, I'm really proud of you all. And I'm super happy that you all have found happiness in your lives. And uh, I, I always like to say that whenever I depart from seeing people, I never like to say goodbyes. It's always see you later. It's like I'm a big believer in that, especially when we have the internet and social media to keep us connected, no matter where we are in this world. Just recently, I found out that one of my very good friends from middle school had uh, gotten engaged. He had just proposed to his longtime girlfriend after so many years. So I just want to say, Sal and Susan, congratulations. I'm really excited. Well, actually, So Young and I are really excited uh, for your happiness, for this new chapter in your lives, and we're waiting for our wedding invitations. <laughs> but that's basically all I wanted to talk about today. I just kind of just wanted to keep it short. Just wanted to show a moment of appreciation and gratitude um, for the people in my life. Now, in college, I actually had a roommate who's, again, my best friend to this very day. But he introduced me. Uh, I'm sure, I don't know if many of you are familiar with this. This is a character called Medea. Uh, I believe the actor's name is Tyler Perry. And we used to watch these. Like, he was a big fan of these uh, these movies, right? So we used to watch this uh it wasn't a Broadway, but it was more of like a, a live performance, like a theater, a performance of a Medea show. And there was an analogy that Tyler Perry used, and I still use it to this day because I thought it was a, a wonderful expression. It's called the friendship tree analogy. And let me know if you've heard this before, but I, I love it. It sticks with me all these years later. So they say, in your life, there are three types of people that you will meet. Leaves, branches, and roots. People that are leaves, they're not meant to be in your life long-term, right? They're only there temporarily to kind of teach you something and then leave you. So right then and there, boom, mind blown. I thought, wow, that's, that's a good concept. Branches, people that are branches are people that you think are going to be there for a long time, but they end up breaking, right? They end up breaking away from you or they leave you in some kind of short circumstance and you just have to accept the fact that that's supposed to happen, right? We're not supposed to hold on to people that are branches. And then last but not least, you have the people in your lives that are roots. They're always there. They're always going to be there no matter what through thick and thin. To all my root friends that are still here 30 plus years later, thank you. I love you guys. And to my listeners, thank you for listening to this week's episode and my little rant. As always, follow me on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Check out my link tree, subscribe to it, and I will catch you all next week. Thank you for your time. Take care.